Hey everyone, welcome to Homer's Dope Nuts, a weekly Simpsons podcast where I, the Simpsons guy, and my co-host El Ray discuss and review every episode of The Simpsons ever made. We break down the episodes, discuss some of the references, and try to connect our younger listeners with the Simpsons family and how life has changed since the inception of the show over 30 years ago. We hope you enjoy it and provide feedback as we're always looking for ways to improve the show. Hello, all of our faithful listeners. This is El Ray here to tell you about Music House. Music House is a store by musicians for musicians, focused on the day-to-day needs of beginners to professionals alike. Music House helps you bring the music home. Whether you need supplies for band class, strings or sticks for a gig, acoustic treatment for your home studio, or even recording specialties, we are stocked and experienced to help you find a solution. Music House is located in Northwest Corpus Christi off Highway 77 for easy access to South Texas musicians. Follow us at Music House CC on your favorite social media platform or visit us at musichousecc.com for more info. And that's M-U-S-H-A-U-S. Hi, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Homer's Dope Nuts. As always, I am your host, The Simpsons Guy, and I'm joined by El Ray. Hoi, uh, hoi, everybody. Uh, nice uh, little day today, wasn't it? Yeah. For you, maybe. <laughs> Actually, I got I got called in to pinch it. Yeah? Yeah. I still would have preferred that, but <laughs> yeah. It's all right. They fed us. Yeah. So, well, I didn't have to do it all. Only from 11 to whenever I was over. Yeah, so. I was there for the long haul, but it was all right. Not too bad. Yeah. And it's a four-day week, so yeah. can't complain too much. Yeah, yeah. Irregular days like that happen. Nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. And all we got to do the next couple of days is give these kids a test and watch them squirm. <laughs> <laughs> the joys of teaching. The joys of teaching. All right. That's enough nonsense for the day. Uh, we are here to talk about the 21st episode in the sixth season titled The PTA Disbands. And uh, we were just talking about this. Uh, we're not sure if PTAs or still a thing? I don't know. Hmm. I know. It was, well, I'm sure it there's is none somewhere. in our district, yeah. obviously. But. Yeah, I'm sure it is somewhere. Mm-hmm. But yeah, not that I can think about right now. I can vouch for it. Yeah. Mm. And this originally aired April 16th of 1995. And we're going to start with the traditional chalkboard and couch gags. All right. So we have Bart in detention writing... I do not have power of attorney over first graders over and over. Makes me wonder what the hell he was doing. Something shady. Something very shady. And steal their, their uh, social security numbers. Something like that, right? <laughs> Identity theft. Mm. The old school way. Yep. Um, so then we get to the couch gag, and we have seen uh, this one before. It's a family walking to the room, but it's they're in every direction because it's a uh, recreation of the relativity picture. Or crazy stairs, as most people know it. Yeah. So, yes, we have seen this one uh, before. Yes. More than once. Yeah, more than once. That's Mm. true. All right. So, we're going to open up this episode in the school bus. The elementary school bus, right? And um, I have to say, it's... uh, It looks like... uh, What do do we used to call them in the Army? It looks like a hoopty. 
It's falling oh, apart. Hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. A junker. Uh huh. It's falling apart. The back bumper is loose. The muffler is sparking because it's dragging around the road. All the kids. Seem to be having fun because it's a real bumpy ride. Yeah, they're, they're all bouncing around all over the place. Uh-huh. Except for Wendell. We know Wendell gets sick. Yes, Wendell has the motion sickness. So mm-hmm. Poor Wendell. Yep. And But even the kids notice that the bus is in bad shape because Millhouse tells Bart that the bus has seen better days. Bart says, well, at least it's safer than the old bus. And then we get a shot of the old bus. It looks like it's on, um, on cinder blocks. Yeah, it's missing two front wheels. Uh-huh. Uh, doors are falling apart. The wind, the windows are all broken, and then there's a leaf that falls on top of the roof, and it explodes. Yes, just big time. Yes. So who knows what was wrong with that? Mm-hmm. And uh, so we cut back to the bus, and <laughs> Millhouse says, "Uh oh, time to move. The hole's getting bigger," and they climb onto the seat in front. Right, because the hole's gotten so big that their seat falls through. Yeah. So, yeah, big gaping hole in the bottom of the bus. Yep. And uh, Miss Krabobble does not like the situation, right? She goes, Seymour, the children are playing in the hole again. Shouldn't you get that fixed? And so Skinner replies, Edna, you know they just cut the school's budget. I had the money, I'd fix the exhaust leak in the back. Actually, I think it's causing some of our low test scores. We get a shot. There's like four kids in the back. They do not look good. Yeah, three of them are like coughing up a lung. They're drooling. They're looking like totally out of it. And then there's Ralph Lake Wiggum, who looks totally normal. Yeah. Doesn't affect them like at all. Nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ralph. And so the bus is still going, and we find out where we're headed. And because we see the sign that says the Fort Springfield Civil War site. So we're going to Civil War reenactment. And uh, Skinner tells the kids, all right, the battlefield's just a mile ahead. Begin breaking procedure. <laughs> so the kids, well, some of the kids, half the kids take off their uh, sweaters, their coats, jackets, whatever they have, and they uh, bring the windows down and they use their clothes as parachutes. While the other kids... Grab the grab their legs so they don't fly out the window. Yeah, so they create drag to stop the bus. Yes. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. And so we get to the actual fort, and the tour guide's there, and she's showing a cannon. Right, and she's telling a crowd of people that this Civil War cannon had been fully restored and is in ready to fire condition. But it's a good thing we're not firing it. Because it happens to be aimed at the main support leg of that lookout tower. <laughs> and people don't realize that cannons are very sensitive. And the slightest jolt could set them off. And in the distance, we see the Springfield Elementary bus barreling over, t- headed toward the cannon. And it barely manages to stop after, of course, it hits the cannon. And the cannon falls over. And nothing happens. Yeah. Because the tour guide says, of course, for safety reasons, we don't keep that cannon loaded. It's just common sense. Which is, yeah. So. It was pretty pointless, but. That was an okay. interesting joke. Yeah. That was an interesting joke. <laughs> so Skinner gets out of the bus and he goes to Otto. Otto, why don't you get some more gas? Here's the credit card. And he hands him one of those little uh, 
uh, what you, tubes well, for well, siphoning. Well, yeah. yeah, to siphon gas. And I from, was just like, oh, he knows what he has to do now. And then Skinner goes, and a mint for afterwards. Oh, that's so terrible. Uh huh. So next thing we know, we're at the ticket booth, and Skinner can't believe the new development. Five dollars a child? Last year it was free. And so the woman says, hmm, new ownership. And she points to a sign and it says Disney Historical Park. And Disney is D-I-Z-N-N-E-E. Uh-huh. Right? And the slogan is sorry, but there's profit to be had. Yep. And it's going to go, but don't we get that kind of, but we don't get, have that, that kind of money. In fact, no school could afford the... And just then, what happens? The bus pulls up. A very nice bus. Right? Looks like it's state-of-the-art. Like a tour bus. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's the Shelbyville Elementary bus. And their principal walks up to the, uh, to the teller. Tells her, here's the admission. Plus uh, something for you. See that they get a little extra education, would you? And the woman's like, Yes, sir, Principal Valiant. So, apparently this guy's a big shot. Uh-huh. Skinner's not happy. No. Nope. Like, he thinks he's so hot ever since he swept the Princey Awards. Those things are rigged. <laughs> so, apparently there's Principal's Awards. And they're yep. called the Princeys. Mm-hmm. So, next thing we know, right, uh, they are about to reenact a scene, and the guide goes, On May 21st of 1864, the men of the 9th Bearded Infantry were sunning and fluffing their beards in the sun. Suddenly, enemy troops crested that the hill over there. And so they point to the hill, uh-huh. and you see a white flag, and you see a man say, Fort Springfield, we surrender unconditionally. A second guy comes out, We're sick, we need leeches and hacksaws to salve our gangrenous limbs. And so the guy jumps it against his butt, the Springfield Brigade was too brave to accept the surrender. And third guy goes, Come on, boys! Those white flags are no matches for our muskets! <laughs> and they charge at him. Uh-huh. And so the guide continues, And the Springfielders heroically slaughtered their enemies as they prayed for mercy. <laughs> now, uh, we don't know the geography of Springfield exactly where it's at. However... We do know now that it was in the north side yes. of the Civil War. Above you know, the uh, Mason-Dixon line. Yes, we know that because they were wearing blue uniforms. Yes. Uh-huh. So the uh, men surrendering that they slaughtered were the Southerners. Yep. <laughs> so we do know that. So then we kind of like pan out from that scene, mm-hmm. and we see kids uh, watching from the stands, uh, but they aren't very close, right? Uh, we see the kids from Shelbyville Elementary, and then we see the kids from Springfield Elementary, and those kids are behind a fence really far away from the battle scene. And Bart's like, it's hard to see what's going on. I can only make out the fat soldiers. Yeah, they're really out there. So uh-huh. Skinner says, all right, children, switch. And this is when one, and the fourth guy goes, hey. They're trying to learn for free. And he points out He points out to them. Yes, and then the guide looks and he says, Get them! And then a, another guy goes, Use your phony guns as clubs. And so they go at him. Skinner sees it. He says, Run, children! 
And then he's yelling. He says, start the bus, Otto, start the bus. And Otto's there. Yeah, he's still siphoning uh, gas. And he swallows some by accident. He coughs it up. He's like, damn, should have kept the mint for, or shouldn't have eaten the mint first. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and so Otto yeah. starts the bus, and he's at a running start already. Uh-huh. And the kids are all trying to get, he's like, okay, hop on. And the children are running and jumping onto the bus and helping each other. And then we see a fat little kid in the back, Uder. Uder. Uder, poor little Uder. He's like screaming, wait, wait. And he stumbles. And the crowd catches up to him. Yep, they don't make it. Uh-huh. Poor Uder. <laughs> it's always Uder. Hey, Amen. And so. The Germans got to be the sacrificial right? land. Right. And so, Miss Krabobble looks at Skinner and says, Well, Seymour, because of your penny-pinching, we're coming back from a field trip with the fewest children yet. <laughs> and we we turn to see Skinner, and he's clutching a bunch of papers, and he's, God bless the man who invented permission slips, and he kisses them all. That's terrible. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's a liability thing. Mm-hmm. And so, we get back to the school, and we're at lunch. And uh, Bart reads a note Marge wrote for him, but he uh, reads it to Lisa. Yeah. And he says, "Uh, I think I got your lunch. And he holds up the note and it says, I'm very proud of you. Love, Mom. And Lisa goes, oh, yeah. I didn't think this was for me. And she holds up a note. Be good. For the love of God, please be good. (laughs) Uh, Now I was telling the Simpsons guy that I did notice something in this scene. One more scene later, and uh, that is that Lisa's rival, mm-hmm. right? What was her name? Uh, oh God, I think it was Allison. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. Brain fart. Um, she's sitting next to Lisa there at the lunch table. She doesn't say anything, mm-hmm. but she's sitting there. Yeah. So we haven't seen her in a while. No, we have not. <laughs> so then Edna goes, "See more. The teachers are fed up. You have to start putting money back into the school." You cut back on everything. Salaries, supplies, the food. She takes a bite. I don't care what you say. I can taste the newspaper. So gross. Uh-huh. So Skinner says, posh. Shredded newspapers add much needed roughage and essential inks. <laughs> Besides, you didn't notice the old gym mats. And we cut to Lady Doris with a meat grinder. Mm-hmm. And she's stuffing a gym mat in there and turning it. And she's complaining. She's like, there's very little meat in these gym mats. Mm-hmm. Oh, Doris. It's pretty gross. That is pretty gross. And then Miss Krabobble goes, our demands are very reasonable. By ignoring them, you're selling out these children's future. And Skinner has had enough at this point. And we're sitting in the cafeteria with the kids and he yeah. just says, oh, come on, Edna. We both know these children have no future. Everybody just stops and looks at him. Yeah. And chuckles and he says prove me wrong kids prove me wrong <laughs> oh boy yeah it's one of those uh, how do you keep your job after that yeah one? it's one of those foot and mouth moments where you just want the earth to swallow you whole. yeah that's just oh boy uh-huh. Lisa doesn't like the sound of it I've never seen him fight like that Bart I'm worried that this that all this posturing and saber-rattling could lead to a teacher strike. So Bart says, strike, eh? And he cracks his knuckles, right? And they snap. And he goes, ouch, my bones are so brittle. 
I always drink plenty of. And then he picks up the milk carton. It doesn't say milk. It says milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even want to guess what. That's disgusting. Is that I, like I, milk and chalk combined? No. So Miss Krabobble continues to make her case. She goes, how do you expect us to teach with these supplies? Well, this point is so old, it's worn down to a nub. And it is, right? Yeah. And Skinner, so, so, of course, he takes his, it still points, doesn't it? Oh, my goodness. And, you know, she, he's uh, pointing at, yeah. at Edna, right? He's poking her with her. And she's like, stop that. And look at this. The only books we have were banned by other schools. Skinner says, well, the kids have to learn about tech war sooner or later. Yeah, send so, it. Uh, yeah, we, we stopped to talk about this. We were going over the show. There's some weird books in that shelf. Uh-huh. We have, uh, let's see if I can remember. We have 40 Years of Playboy. Yep. Uh, Hop on Pop. Yep. Sexus. Yep. The Satanic Verses. Uh-huh. I don't remember the other. The theory, theory of Evolution. The Theory of Evolution. All right. Almost got them all. Um. Shout out to old uh, Rushdie. Yes. I think I think he survived. But Take a looking and keep on ticking. Yeah. So shout out to old uh, Rushdie there. <laughs> Man, he got to stand on stage. That's yeah. yeah. That was pretty hardcore. Yes. If you don't know Salman Rushdie, um, that's a whole other <laughs> story for a different time. Mm-hmm. So next thing we know, we see Bart at the door. Yes. And Miss Krabobble says, go away, Bart. This is not a good time. Bart's like, I saw you two fighting. I'm worried that there could be a teacher's, uh, that there could be a strike and the school would shut down. She just scoffs at him. I'm sure you'd really hate that. There's not going to be a strike, Bart. Yeah, Skinner says you wouldn't have the wontons to go through with it. <laughs> and she goes, Skinner said that? Says, well, I had to clean up a little, meaning that it was even dirtier. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so then we cut to Skinner's office and Bart's talking to the to Seymour and he says, Basically, Krabobble said you'd give the teachers everything they want. Skinner's like, she did? Yeah, she said you'd fold faster than Superman on laundry day. And Skinner's like, we'll see about that. Simpson, I always thought you were sneaky and manipulative, but you're really a very sensitive little boy. And he, like, pats him on the head, right? And uh-huh. like, thank you, sir. Oh. <laughs> That's the first time he's called him. Well, not the first time he's called him, sir, but he doesn't call him that very often. Yeah. <laughs> And so we, we cut to uh, Edna and Skinner now fighting again, right, talking. Mm-hmm. And she says, Seymour, you're being totally unfair, and the teachers won't stand for it. You don't have the guts to strike. You don't have the guts to take us all on. And they start walking away from each other. And then what happens? Bart sticks his head out, and he makes chicken noises. Mock, 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 mock. And Skinner says, that's it. And then it goes, Steerike! And then we hear them, we cut to, uh, we see the PA speaker, right? Mm-hmm. And we just hear a rustling in the back. You can tell they're fighting for the microphone. And so Skinner comes on and says, attention, this is an emergency broadcast. All is well in the school. My authority as principal is total. <laughs> and then we hear more struggling. He's just saying, give me that! And then Edna grabs the mic. Attention, teachers! We're on strike. And the kids are all murmuring. And Lisa's like, strike? Then Ralph is like, Miss Hoover, are you on st-? And before I can even finish, we hear a car just skidding away. And it's Miss Hoover peeling out of the parking lot. 
and she's just yelling, go home, children, as <laughs> papers fly out of her car on her way out. Yep. She was gone. I don't blame her, man. I'd do the same thing. Right? <laughs> uh, and then, then we, we turn to the gym, right? We see a little horse. A little, I'm sorry. We see a little girl. We see yeah. a little girl holding on to the rings in the middle of the gym, and there's no one underneath, underneath her. And she's like, hello, Mrs. Pommel Horse. I'd like to get down now. Poor thing. She's yeah. there by herself. She's uh-huh. tiny. And that's why you said horse first. Yes. We're already thinking about Mrs. Pommel Horse. Yep. <laughs> by the way, that's a, another mistake. Girls don't do the rings. Oh. They're not strong that, enough. That's true. They don't have the upper body strength to do the rings. And, and the, Before you kill us, I'm sure there's some that can out in the, you know, extremities. But but they're not Olympic yes, level yeah, athletes. No, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which is my point. Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. That's, that's true. I didn't think about that. Yep. So, then we cut to the band hall. And the, uh, the children are playing, uh, well, I, I'll say my country tis. Yeah. <laughs> Not God save the Queen. And uh, Database is there, one of the nerds, if you remember. Yep. And he says, hey, now that Largo's gone, we, we can play the forbidden music. <laughs> and so they start playing. And then Mr. Largo pops in and says, I heard that. Yeah. Now, uh, this is the second time that I saw Allison in the episode. She is sitting there. Playing her instruments. Yeah. So somebody wanted to include her. Yeah, they did. A little nostalgia. So we open up the next scene with kids busting out of school early, hooting and hollering at home. Marge is dusting the sleeping pets. Yes. Ugh. I mean, um, God, she needs a hobby. She's a square man. She needs a hobby. And so the kids burst through the door. And Marge is like, Marge, Lisa, what are you two doing home so early? And Marge's like, great news, Mom. And Lisa's horrible news, Mom. And Marge's like, the school's on strike. Maybe forever. Oh, overlord. Oh, I'm sorry. Overload. Pleasure overload. And he, ru- he runs to Sammy's little helper and gives him a kiss. And Lisa's reaction, she mm-hmm. says, luckily I prepared for this, so I'm not too worried. And she has a kit, of course, mm-hmm. strike preparedness kit. And she opens it up. We see a tape recorder yeah. along with school supplies and some other stuff. And it's Miss Hoover on tape. Sit up straight. Eyes forward. No talking. Is that gum? Is that gum? Is that gum? <laughs> and Lisa's like, oh, yeah. Woo. So we were laughing about this earlier because you can see both sides of Lisa in this. Mm-hmm. We see the squareness of Marge. Yep. Because what kind of square has a strike preparedness kit for school? Uh-huh. But then her reaction, her pleasure out of it is all, all Homer. Yeah, all Homer. Pure Homer. So that's pretty funny. And so we see Bart leaving the house carrying some stuff. And Marge sees him and says, Bart, leave that crowbar here. You know I don't like you prying at Jimmy. <laughs> So next thing we know, Milhouse runs into his parents' house, and she's like, "He's like, Mom, Dad, great news! The teachers are on." And Mr. Mrs. Van Houten says, "We heard," and Mr. Van Houten says, "And we already hired a tutor." 
And uh, the tutor comes out. It's like, well, looks like we'll be staying late today to make up for all your dilly-dallying. And so Milhouse is just like, oh, <laughs> oh the Van Houten's squares as well. Mm-hmm. So then Bart decides to hang out at a construction site. Uh, and he uh, grabs the nearby megaphone, right? He's like, you, with the crane, spin around real fast. Crane operator's like, okay, and he just starts spinning around really fast. It's like, now you, dump three tons of sand onto that porta potty. And a guy just went into the porta potty as it's getting all this sand dumped on top of it. And then we see the foreman come out, and he's not, he's not happy. Nope. And he says, hey, can't you tell my voice from a 10-year-old kid? And it's exactly Bart's same voice. Yes. So, no, they cannot. Uh-uh. And, and he then he even says, says, I, caramba. Oh, my goodness. All Bart. All Bart. Mm-hmm. So, now the kids aren't at school. They need somewhere to hang out. This was back when the kids went to the arcade still. Yes, in back the when the arcade was still cool. Oh, I miss the arcade. <laughs> it's like, I saw an arcade, and it was like, not the same thing. I miss the arcade. Yes. Man. Old school 90s arcades. Good times. Yes. Good times. You take a break, you go down to the food court, get you a slice of pizza mm-hmm. or a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Yep. Or get one of those uh, frozen drinks. Yeah. Oh, God. But no. Those days are gone. Alas, those days are gone. Yep. I'm glad I caught them, to be honest with you. But there you go. So, mm-hmm. yes, there's a huge line at the arcade. They even have a bouncer. They got mm-hmm. the velvet rope. Yeah. Before he lets the kids in, he shakes them to see if they jingle. Yeah. They have change on them. Yep. And then he lets them in if they do. I guess their money does jiggle jiggle. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. So then at the park, <laughs> Bart is playing chess with three people, right? Yeah. The guy's like, hey, that little boy is playing three games at once. And this is supposed to be, I think, a little play on Bobby Fischer. for Bobby Fischer. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was a big movie in the 90s. Uh-huh. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um, and so we pan out, and all three opponents say right after another, checkmate, checkmate, checkmate. So, yes, he was playing three games, but not well. Not very well. So then Homer is uh, not really happy with the teachers. Like, lousy teachers trying to palm off our children on us. Uh, I wish I could, uh, I wish I could say that there's not. People like Homer. Yeah, but <laughs> we know there are. You remember remember the COVID year? Mm-hmm. Every question when you talk to parents, first question, when are they going back? <laughs> uh, man, we don't know. You don't know? Like, no idea when they would be going back? I mean, we're fine if he goes back already. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, ma'am, I'm just a dumbass teacher. I have no control over it. Over that kind of policy. <laughs> oh my God. You could tell there yeah. were some parents ruining their like, oh, home. I could only handle this during the summer. Yep. Oh my goodness. And so Lisa tries to defend the teacher. She says, But dad, by striking, they're trying to affect a change in management so that they can be happier and more productive. Lisa, <laughs> if you don't like your job, you don't strike. You just go in every day and do it really half assed. That's the American way. <laughs> Which is my favorite line in the episode. Oh, I, w- I would have to agree that with you. That is my favorite line in the episode. Once go- in a while, Homer's got some wisdom. 
You just go in every day and do it really half-assed. <laughs> That's the American way. Mm. Oh, my goodness. So Lisa's panicking. She's like, I've got some textbooks, but without state-approved syllabi and a standardized testing, my education can only go so far. <laughs> and Bart's like, honey, maybe you should relax a little. It's like, relax? I can't relax. Nor can I yield. Relent or, oh, only two synonyms. Oh, my God. I'm losing my perspicacity. What is it? How is that? Perspicacity. Perspicacity. I know that's a big word, man. Like, <laughs> like poorly. Obviously, she's not if she says that. Yeah. Anyway. So then Homer goes, well, it's always the last place you look. It's always in the last place you look. Oh, my God. Her perspicacity. Mm-hmm. And so we cut to the teachers picketing outside the school, and they've got their their signs up there. Two plus two, a raise is due. A is for apple. B is for raise. And uh, Miss Hoover's walking around with, with one that just says, gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> That's terrible. So uh, Lisa walks up to Miss Hoover and twists her arm. So if we were in school this week, what do you think we'd be learning? And Miss Hoover just says, get away from me. <laughs> So then Edna grabs the, the, the what do you call it? The, the megaphone. megaphone. She's like, good news, people. Everybody cheers. I'm happy to announce that another union has joined us in a sympathy strike. The Piano Tuners Local 412. And so the teachers look at each other. Like, like what the, what? what? Uh-huh. And we see a piano tuner standing outside. Um, like the house with an out-of-tune piano. Right? Uh-huh. He's just smiling. Like he's doing a good job. Yeah, he's making a difference. Oh goodness! And so Bart sees this, and he mm-hmm. walks. And he's like, "Now for Operation Strike, make go longer." And he goes up to a teacher. He says, "You know, I heard Skinner say the teachers will crack any minute." So then the teachers start to whisper to each other, and they move it toward uh, Kerbobble, right? Mm-hmm. And Kerbobble says, "The teacher goes to Kerbobble. Skinner said the teachers will crack any minute. Any minute." Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Uh, so Edna says, well, we'll show him, especially for the Purple Monkey Dishwasher remark. <laughs> so everybody uh, is on board, right? And then we cut to Skinner's office. Yeah, so we see Superintendent Chalmers getting after Skinner. Seymour, you're truly incompetent. And of course, Skinner's trying to defend himself, right? But Chalmers keeps going. Listen to those passing motorists who support the teachers. We see Miss K out there holding a sign, but it says, Honk if you love cookies. <laughs> and uh, then we uh, cut back to Millhouse, who is still learning. The, the tutor goes, 15-minute recess, Millhouse. The recess assignment is chapters three through seven. And so Millhouse cheers, yay, recess! And he runs outside, he sits on the steps, and he starts reading. Mm-hmm. And Bart walks up, Millhouse, I found a hive of killer bees. Want to go throw, throw rocks at it? And Mel says, sorry, Bart. I'm deeply immersed in the teapot dome scandal. Huh? However, it might be feasible in a fortnight. What? I can play in two weeks. Just? Now, I saw an error here. What's that? On the chalkboard mm-hmm. in the, the little tutor's area, uh-huh. it said early colonial, early colonial history for the U.S., that was it said up to 1812 or 1821, I think. Something like that. However, sorry guys, I'm a history teacher. Teapot Dome scandal is not until 1921. 
So, so uh, he was teaching outside the approved lesson. Yes. He was confusing the kid. Yes. Giving him 100 years <laughs> after what was going on over there. Yeah. So. That was not early. Uh, that is not early colonial history at all. Not no. at all. Uh-uh. No, no, no. So anyway, continuity over there. Yeah. So the next thing we know, we see Jimbo sitting on a couch with his mom. And it looks pretty fancy schmancy too. Yeah. Right? And Jimbo's like, I can't believe that Stark would stoop to that right in the middle of Montana and Dakota's wedding. And he starts to wipe a tear out of his eye. So he's watching soap operas with his mom. But he's drinking tea and crumpets. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jimbo. And then we see the other two bullies. We see Dolph and Kearney. And they're at the arcade and they're playing two games at once. Right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, they say, all this free time, I never thought I'd get sick of Razor Fight 2. The slashing. Right? Mm-hmm. And then Kearney says, I sh- probably should stop. My doctor says I have the wrist of an 80-year-old. <laughs> so apparently they've been going at it at the arcade. Uh-huh. And then we uh, find Bart in the bank. And he's trying to start a, p- a bank run. He's like, uh, right behind everybody. What do you mean the bank is out of money? Insolvent? You only have enough cash for the next three customers? And everybody starts running on the bank, right? And they go up to the glass, and then we see that Jimmy Stewart guy again, uh-huh. right? And he's like, I don't have your money in here. It's at Bill's house and, and Fred's house. And Mo goes, why does Fred have our money? And he just decks this guy standing in line, and a um, whole fight breaks out. Yeah. And uh, meanwhile, Lisa is still freaking out. And she's panting heavily. Grade me. Look at me. Evaluate me. Rank me. Oh, I'm good, good, good. And oh, so smart. Grade me. And Marge's like, oh. And <coughs> she grabs a piece of paper and she writes an A on it and she gives it to Lisa. And Lisa, she grabs it and she kind of like mutters to herself like a crazy person, sighing happily. <laughs> that was freaky. Yep. So then we cut to that night in bed and Marge is like, I'm worried about the kids, homie. Lisa's becoming very obsessive. This morning, I caught her trying to dissect her own raincoat. And Homer's like, I know. And this perpetual motion machine she made today is a joke. It just keeps going faster and faster. And so Marge says, and Bart isn't doing very well either. He needs boundaries and structure. There's something about flying a kite at night that's so unwholesome. And she looks out the window, and we see Bart, right? And he says... Hello, mother dear. Ugh. While he's flying a kite in the middle of the night. Yes. Yeah, so she says, that's it. We got to have them back in school. And uh, Homer's like, I'm with you, Marge. Lisa, get in here. And Lisa walks in. And she's like, ah, yeah. And, she go, and then Homer goes, in this house, we obey the laws of thermodynamics. <laughs> I don't think he knows how to spell thermodynamics. Well, apparently he knows... The laws. Yeah, the laws of that. And he was criticizing her perpetual motion device. Yeah. There you go. Homer's got a a golden nugget in there every once in a while. Yep. So next thing we know, we're in the Springfield Elementary Auditorium. And Ned Flanders is standing at the podium with Skinner and Edna on either side of him. And he goes, well, 
All right, I'd like to call this meeting of the PTA to to uh, or diddly order. Let's see if we can put an end to this strike fuss, huh? Miss Krabobble, why don't you begin? Uh, and Edna's like, oh, boo yourself. And it was Skinner that did that. So uh -huh. <laughs> and she goes, our demands are simple. A small cost of living increase and some better equipment and supplies for, for your children. So the audience is like, yeah, yeah, give it to them. Yeah, everybody's agreed. And then Skinner goes, well, yeah, in a dream world, we, we have a tight budget. To do what she's asking, we're going to have to raise taxes. The audience is like, what? Raise taxes? No, they're too high. All right, nobody likes it. Okay. Taxes are bad. You know, they're... Yeah. Right? And Edna's like, it's your children's future. The audience again, that's right. Children are important. <laughs> and then Skinner's like, it'll cost you. No, no, ta no to taxes. My God, they're going to raise taxes. <laughs> Start freaking out. Edna's like, come on. She makes a good case. Good point. <laughs> so the audience... <laughs> And then uh, Skinner rubs his fingers together, you know, in that money motion. Yep. And they all start again. Oh, more taxes. The finger thing means the taxes. <laughs> yep. And Ned steps in. He's like, well, I guess this is a case where we'll have to agree to disagree. So Skinner says, I don't agree to that. Neither do I, says Edna. So Ned's like, well, this is a dilly of a pickle. <laughs> and the guy goes, oh, my God. The PTA has disbanded. And he jumps out the window. And says, no, Ned jumps and says, no, no, the PTA has not disbanded. And the, the guy comes back into the window through the shattered glass. Right? And he sits down and says, we do have an emergency plan in case of a prolonged strike right here. And he opens a briefcase. Mm -hmm. He says, let's see. And he reads the paper and says, replace teachers with super intelligent cyborgs. <laughs> or, if cyborgs aren't invented yet, Use people from the neighborhood. So next thing we know, we see Jasper. Yes. And he's apparently taking over Lisa's class. He's like, talking out of turn. That's paddling. Looking out the window. That's paddling. Staring at my sandals. That's a paddling. Paddling the school canoe. Oh, you better believe that's paddling. And <laughs> the whole time it's just... Hitting it in his hand, right? Uh -huh. And Lisa's just, uh, she's not feeling this at all. And then we cut to a kindergarten class, but it's being taught by Professor Frank. And he's drawing all these equations, right? Diagrams all over the blackboard while the kids are just looking at him, right? And he's explaining how the uh, the little cart that the kids push, the it, it moves balls. the balls around, uh -huh. yeah, that pops them around. And so he's there, <laughs> he does it. So the compression and expansion of the longitudinal waves causes the erratic oscillation, you can see it here, of the neighboring particles. And the girl raises her hand. Yes, what is it? What? What is it? Can I play with it? No, you can't play with it. You won't enjoy it on as many levels as I do. He starts playing with it and he starts laughing. The colors, children! <laughs> Isn't that a waste for... Shouldn't he be teaching the sixth grade or something? I was going to say, like... Yeah. He should not be teaching kindergarten. I mean, at least... Let him play with a damn thing. Make, make Lisa his student or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, at least the smart kids or something. Oh, my God. Ugh, but that would take some thought. Yeah, that mm. would take some thought. Well, don't we say this about work all the time? It would make too much sense. sense. <laughs> yeah. We don't get paid to think, though. <laughs> no, we don't. And so... 
Now we cut to Mo, and Mo is in Bart's class. He mm -hmm. says, okay, want to call your name, say present, or here. Uh, no, say present. He starts, I need a bath. And all the kids start to laugh. Says, all right, settle down. I need a bath here. And they start laughing again. Like, all right, fine, fine. Maya butt reeks. Everyone starts cracking up again. He's like, hey, what are you laughing at? What? Oh, I get it. I get it. My big ears, isn't it? Isn't it? Children, I can't help that. And he runs out the door crying. And then Bo, uh, Bart sighs. Ah. And he crosses Mo off a list of substitute teachers that he's successfully run off. Yep. And let's see who else. There was, on that list was Barney. Mm -hmm. uh, Wiggum. Yep. Uh, Lionel Hutz. Uh-huh. There was an actor on there, right? Gabe Kaplan. Gabe Kaplan. Mr. Carter. There you go. Yes, Mr. Carter. Guys, if you've never seen Welcome Back, Cotter, it still holds up. It's still awesome. Mm -hmm. It's still super funny. So, Millhouse tells Bart, Wow, Bart, I'm impressed the way you knocked off all those substitutes. <laughs> and so Bart says, In my weaker moments, I almost pity them. And I just remind myself, they're trying to teach. <laughs> So at this moment, Skinner walks in. Well, children, I don't know what you did to all those substitutes, but it's going to stop now. Leopold? Leopold busts in, all intimidating. He's like, all right, you listen up, you little freaks. Fun stops here. You're going to have to shut your stinking traps and behave, damn it. This is one substitute you're not going to screw with. And so like, Martin and Wendell get scared. Uh-huh. Marge Simpson! <laughs> and now... Bart swallows really uncomfortably. Yep. And Bart says, hi, class. Hi, Bart. Over here, sweetie. It's me. Mom. Hi. Hey. Hello. <laughs> and Bart's just like, oh. That's so good. <laughs> and so Marge starts off. She says, well, I'm sure some of you already know me. I'm Bart Simpson's mother. And everyone laughs and Nelson pushes Bart. And so Marge goes up to Bart at this moment and starts wiping dirt off of his cheek. Ugh. And Bart's like, Mom! And so Will says, hey, Bart, what about the booby trap? So he gasps and he runs to the chair and he takes the, the tack that he had placed on the seat. Yes. And he like pulls out the chair and he says, may I? To Marge, right? And she's like, oh, well, thank you. And then everyone's like, teacher's pet, mama's boy. And Mila says, I meant the other booby trap. Bart gasps again, runs, and dives for Marge and pushes her out of the way just as this huge log crashes into the blackboard. Yeah, that one on a rope ready to go. Mm. And Marge looks up and says, Oh, kids have been doing that one since my day. That's pretty uh, That's brutal. That's hardcore. That's pretty brutal That's right hardcore. there. That's uh hardcore. <laughs> and so we cut to the Simpsons eating dinner. Right. Uh, Homer's like, so how was everybody's day at school? Bart says, horrifying. And Lisa's like, pointless. And Marge says, exhausting. It took the children 40 minutes to locate Canada on the map. <sighs> I wish I could say that I didn't believe that I didn't feel Marge's pain. Uh huh. Or believe that this <laughs> or was possible. Believe that that was possible. Uh -huh. But I'd be lying if I said. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Anyway. So Homer goes, Marge, 
Anyone can miss Canada all all tucked away down there. It's terrible. You know, Homer doesn't even know where Homer Canada is. No. So Lisa says, well, my teacher's a nightmare. Three kids got sick from inhaling his ointment fumes. He confiscated everything made of tin, and then he sent us home early because he got his beard cut and a pencil sharpener. We got to the school, and we see Abe trying to help Jasper out. So uh, while his beard is caught in the pencil sharpener, Abe grabs it and he cranks it, and it just brings Jasper a little closer. And Abe's like, oh, oh, um, okay, um, 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 here. And he turns it some more, and he gets pulled even closer. And uh, Abe is like, don't! Okay, uh, okay, let's see, um, what if I did this? And he turns it some more, and Jasper gets pulled a little bit closer. And he goes, um, you're on your own, and he runs off. Would have been so much easier just to take take some scissors. Yeah, just cut that thing off. Yeah, cut that thing off. Yeah. Nope. Mm. Now it is funny to hear Abe say "dough" when he does. Yep. <laughs> I think it's always it's always great to hear someone that's not Homer. <laughs> it. t- yep. <laughs> it's in that bloodline. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, Lisa then says, "There's no way I'll get into an Ivy League school now. At this rate, I'll probably won't even get into Vassar." And Homer's like. I've had just about enough of your Vassar bashing, young lady. <laughs> oh, my God. That was pretty snobby on Lisa's part. Yes, yes. So Bart says, look, Mom, it feels really weird having you on my turf. How would you feel if I started mopping the floor? Mars like, I'd be thrilled. You can start right now. Mars is like, <laughs> And then uh, Mars like, I'm going to keep teaching your class. Like it or lump it. Mars says, well. So I'll just have to get in the crawl space again. And he runs off. And Mars like, I hate it when he gets in there. And he, she grabs a broom and she starts smacking the wall with it. That's so weird. And so the next day, we're at recess and Marge is chaperoning, supervising recess, right? Mm-hmm. Marge's hiding behind a tree. And he goes, psst, over here. And Marge's like, huh? He's like, Mom, I need a dollar. Ever since you started teaching here, kids have been taking my lunch money. And I need that money for candy. And Mars like, mm, here you go, precious. Now go off with your friends. And she pushes them off to Jimbo, Dolph, and Nelson. Yep. And Jimbo says, here you go, precious. And they start beating him up, right? And Mars like, why isn't my mom stopping this? And Jimbo says, we created a diversion. And then Mars like, that's a very nice jig, Kearney. Now, isn't dancing much more fun than bullying? And Kearney's there doing a jig. It looks funny. And he's like just chuckling saying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Bart wakes up and he's, uh, of course, worse for the wear, right? Yeah. And she's like, that's it. I can't take this anymore, Melhouse. I've got to get the real teachers back. So Mel says, Bart, you'll never get Krabappel and Skinner together again. They're like two positively charged ions. Zuh? Wait, that's it. With your book smarts and my ability to exploit people with book smarts, we can figure out a clever plan to get them back together. And so we cut later, and we see Miss <clears throat> Krabappel. She's like, a surprise party? For me? In Principal Skinner's office? Well, I don't know, but all right. And then we see Skinner. Me? Go to my office? Well, it's highly irregular, but all right. So they both walk in. Padlocks the door shut. 
and he says, and you're not coming out until you reach an agreement. And they, we just hear them pounding and pounding yep. on the door. Let us out, let us out. You're going to be very, very, very sorry. Marcia's like, don't worry, they'll start negotiating. But then the clock goes forward from 11 to 3 o'clock. And they're still pounding they're on still the door. Uh-huh. And then it stops at 5. And then they keep going. And then they keep going. Uh-huh. And so eventually they tire out, right? And Edna says, well, Seymour, I guess we can start talking. And Skinner's like, what's the point? There's no more money. Unless you've got some magic new source of revenue... Edna says, well, we've got to think of something. They've got us locked in here like prisoners. Prisoners in our own school. Hey. And they look at each other, right? Mm -hmm. And so we cut to the school from the outside, and there's a big barbed wire fence around it. Guard tower, too. Yep. And we see Springfield Elementary School and prison. Yep. And Skinner's like... This is a great way to make extra money, renting out our cloak rooms to our overcrowded prison system. And so we see Snake, and he's like, yo, I used to sit right over there. And we see another prisoner, he like gets a piece of Martin's shirt, and everybody moves away. Uh-huh. And then does it all, it's all right, children. Just ignore the murderer. <laughs> Skinner says, and add, as a bonus, some of our more troublesome students might be scared straight. He looks at Yep. But then our old friend, Snake, says, Kid, help me break out of here and I'll totally make it worth your while. And Bart's is like, I'm listening. And the episode ends right there. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, One of my favorites. Man. Yeah. I mean, this is such an off the wall episode. It is. Uh-huh. It, it, I don't know if it's just me. It, it seems to, like, even the way it looks, it seems like an older episode. Yeah. Like, and I'm guessing maybe that's why Allison's in it, you know, and things like that. Yeah, they uh, it was from an earlier season. And they didn't release it or something. Yeah. Then they just started to include it now. Yeah. So maybe they had that one in the can. Yeah. But it does, like, have the vibe of, a, of an older episode. Yeah. I'd say, like, a like a season four episode or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it definitely does. Uh, the the jokes and all that were a little different than what we've been seeing this season. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have that many outside references. You know, lately we've been getting more and more references. Yeah, uh-huh. that was that was like confined into basically yeah, Simpson World at that point. Uh huh. But it was I, that's a great episode. Homer's quote. Yeah. In this house, we obey the laws of thermodynamics. That's good. But his wisdom, you don't quit your job. Go in there, you do it half-assed. Really half-assed. <laughs> that's the American way. Oh, uh, man, that's good. You can make a bumper sticker out of that. Yeah. <laughs> totally need to. Mm-hmm. Campaign slogan or something. Yep. But yeah, this, I, I love this episode. So on a scale of one to five donuts? Uh, this is, I would give this one four and a half. This is, it's good. Again, I like that it's got that older vibe about it. I love the plot of it. 
And no, even the whole Civil War reenactment's hilarious. <laughs> They're trying to learn for free. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that this is funnier to me and you probably because we work in a school. Yeah. <laughs> so a we, lot of this is not as uncommon as you think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can relate. Yeah. But yeah, I would give it four and a half donuts. That's what I would give this episode. Even with the, for the recycled couch guy? Even with the recycled. Because I just, I, I really think this one's fun. Um, I would agree with you. I mean, I give this a four and a half donut uh, rating also. Uh, it's not quite a five donut episode for me, but it's pretty damn close. Uh, Millhouse being a nerd. Bart being bullied right under Marge's nose. I still love that scene in the bank. Like, with Mo, why do you have my money? <laughs> <laughs> Punches him in the face. Yeah. Wow. Kid Mo, his first appearance. Yeah, Kid Mo, Mo the presentable. <laughs> and it was just Mo. Yep. Uh, first, it was Kid Gorgeous. Kid Gorgeous, yeah. There you go. Then Kid Presentable. <laughs> I like the little jokes in here, like the books on the shelf, oh, the yeah. other people that have been, you know, pranked by Bard. Uh huh. Just little things like that. And tech wars, sexist. <laughs> You're gonna keep that in the. What is that? Second grade classroom? Yeah, it's true. You at least is younger. That's true. Yeah. Mm. The Titanic verses. <laughs> I mean, great book, but come on, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, not appropriate for little kids. <laughs> but hey, they were free, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, it's a great. And then there's always that richer school district, which is hilarious. I mean, how can Shelbyville have so much more than Springfield? Taxes. Yep. They, they have their own nuclear power plant. They have their own baseball team and football team also. Yep. I mean, I don't know. I don't get the geography of that. It's more of a Shelbyville idea anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Oh, no. That was the uh, monorail? That's the monorail, yep. Oh, my God. Using their uh, rivalry against them. It's terrible. But, yeah, um, four and a half, really good episode. Like, I, I can't say enough about this one. Um, yeah. I noticed something. What's that? We didn't talk about this before the show. We don't have a Treehouse of Horror in this season. No, we don't. We're going to have to skip forward to yes, the next have, season. Yes, so letting you all know that we will be doing that. <laughs> uh-huh. So, because we do have something classic coming up at the end of the season. Part one of uh, Who Shot Mr. Burns? Who Shot Mr. Burns? So mm-hmm. I'm guessing why that's why we don't have a uh, Treehouse of Horror. Treehouse of Horror this season. By the way, um, did you also wait diligently and to see to find out who shot Mr. Burns? Yes. Yes. I mean, I can remember. I was like, they're really going to make me wait till next season. Yep. <sighs> it was terrible. Yeah. They would interview. They were even interviewing celebrities. Who do you think shot Mr. Burns? Yeah, yeah. It was a real big deal. Yes, it was similar to the who shot Jr. Uh-huh. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get to that when we get to that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, would you like any add, add, to add anything else? No. Uh, just thanks for listening, everybody. As always, again, we will have a Treehouse of Horror coming up soon. 
Yep. Uh, either what? Let's see. Next week or the week after? One of those. We'll check our schedule. Yeah, our schedules. And uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you to all the new listeners that have been listening. We appreciate that. Uh huh. Give us that Spotify follow. Yep. And if you're listening on Apple, don't forget to uh, give us a little five star rating and review. All you're doing, guys, is just helping people find our show easier. Yes. Yes. Uh, if we were making any money off this show, we wouldn't be teaching, would we? Oh, no. <laughs> Help us retire, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, the economics teacher in me. We've been making some fire memes on the Instagram. Yes. Make sure you take out the Instagram. Yes, that's official underscore homers underscore uh, donuts. Without the apostrophes, give us a follow there. Uh, if you have any ideas of what we can do to improve the show, uh, send us a DM. We'll get back to you. And um, we, if we do, well, you know, we'll give you credit. We'll yeah. give you a little shout out. Yep, totally. Mm-hmm. You know. um, oh, before you do the Sayonara, we got to do one more thing. What's that? Um, in spite of, uh, well, because of what happened over this weekend, we have to do something and make sure it's recorded. It is, uh, what, Wednesday, October 12th, 2022. 6.17. 6 p.m. And uh, OU, OU still sucks. sucks. Hook em horns. And until next week, our war suckers. 49-0. <laughs>